Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Welcome. This is John Straza, and this is a Sower Seeds Podcast. And today I'm going to move in a different direction than we've been in over the last few weeks. This is special to me. This is something that the Lord really dealt with me about uh, over four years ago. Um, I'm calling this message a message of freedom to the church. About four years ago, I was still living up north, and we were preparing to move down to the Carolinas, and um, we really didn't know at that point exactly where we would be living, but I knew we were going to move. And I wondered what the Lord was doing. I wondered if there was a message that he was preparing me to give when I came here. And indeed there was. I wasn't expecting to hear about it, but it was in April of 2016. It was the 7th of April and it was 2.26, as I have it written down here, in the morning. And the Lord just spoke with me and he gave me this heart message. It's not literal in the sense it's the only words I would say. It's, It's broad, but it is about freedom. And It's about our sonship and our daughtership. This is really to the church. And it's about us being sons, daughters, and knowing it. And I'm going to read to you exactly what he said. I wrote it down that night, and I've kept it ever since, and it's been with me, and it always comes back. And and I see it that this is what the Lord is doing in the church today. But these are the words that he put in my heart that night, or I should say that early morning. You are your father's sons. You are your father's daughters. It is from that position, it is from this truth that you walk freely. Let go of your worries. Let go of your concerns. Let go of your religion, Pharisee-like religion, and be sons and be daughters. Jesus knew he was God's son. He walked in freedom and power because of it. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Have that kind of relationship with me, and you will know love, joy, peace, and all the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And you will be healed. And that's it. And I saw that, and I saw a crowd of people, a church filled with people, different assemblies. I saw it when they heard this message of sonship and daughtership. They started crying. I saw this like in a vision in my heart. It was so deep and so intense, it really was. And they were crying freedom, the word freedom. And they were crying and they were saying, I'm free, I'm free. And I I really had to think this through, and I really had to pray about this, and I realized there's an identity crisis in the church. We've allowed different things, all sorts of things, to get in the way of our understanding our own sonship. There's an identity crisis as to who we are. I think we think of God as a taskmaster, and religion tends to teach that God's an angry ogre. He's angry at you. He's disappointed in you. And it throws us off our understanding and stance and place as sons and daughters. 
And here the Lord is saying, you are your father's son. You are your father's daughter. He says, it's from this position and this truth that we walk freely. That meant a lot to me. And the scripture bears this out. And I'm going to get in some scriptures and, and just show you from the Bible exactly what the Lord was putting in my heart, this broad message of sonship. This is so important. Without an understanding of who you are, your position as, a, as adopted sons and daughters into this kingdom, into his kingdom, because of the finished work of Jesus, you won't do well in the days of, ahead. You know, in a way, this is really in keeping what I've been talking about over the last few weeks about what's going on in our nation and what's going on in the world. And I hear voices, man, from, if I look at something on social media, there are voices everywhere, in every direction. It's downright confusing. And I would say, turn it off for now, for the most part. Just don't hang out in those arenas and the news. And there's too many voices. And those voices will throw you off your stance and position and place in Christ if you don't have a sure sense of who you are. And that's its intention is to kind of get us off track where we don't understand that you are your father's son. You are your father's daughter. This is critical. It's not a luxury to know this. This is an absolute necessity. I want to show you some scriptures here to, to get into some of this. This is really, this is amazing. These verses are just life-changing. Let's look at John first, chapter 1 and, and verse 12. And it says this, But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So it says, as many as received him. So have you received Jesus into your life? And you're saying, yes, yes, I have. Well, that being the case, look at this. To them, those who received him, to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. And here the word power, it's a broad word. In the original language, in, in Greek, it, it means a lot of things. It initially means privilege. So if you think about it that way, it says, to them he gave privilege to become the sons of God. It also means authority and liberty and power, right, strength. It even means superhuman. It means force, the capacity, the freedom. All of that is packed into that little word power. So that being such a broad word, such a powerful word, it means this is what God gave you, the right, the jurisdiction, the authority, the privilege, the freedom to become the sons of God. And the word sons here is a very simple word in Greek. It means child, daughter, son. That's what it means. You're his child, you're his daughter, or you're his son. And this is a powerful verse, and you should keep this verse. If you're having a bit of an identity crisis and you're not always sure where you stand with God, you know, the Lord can deal with us as sons and, and daughters, as children, like a father would in any household, and correct us for something we don't have right. That does not mean you're not a son or a daughter, that you're not family. You are family. You are loved. The scripture even bears it out. He says he corrects those who he loves. So correction is one thing. 
We can all expect that in our walk with the Lord. But condemnation and being tossed out of family is another. And many, many religious organizations deal with that kind of thing. This is what they teach that, oh, well, you made a mistake. Oh, you sinned. You did something wrong. You're out. You're no longer family. Well, that's not true with God. He will never leave you or forsake you, and he will help you in weak areas of your life. But he won't condemn you. And I'm going to show you a scripture soon that shows you you are not condemned. You're a son. You're a daughter. And so many people, I know it. I know it from experience and how I was brought up. And I see it in the, in the talk and the, and the things that people say, that they don't feel like God even likes them. Do you feel like God doesn't like you? That's a problem. And it's not something that comes just from you. This is the work of the enemy, throwing some sort of you are not accepted feeling your way, some sort of condemnation, shame. God is good. And I'm telling you something. If you have received him in your heart, he's your father. And I'm going to show you more scriptures. We're just going to get into scriptures so you can stand on this. And it takes time, I think, sometimes to change this. And I'm saying all this again, and I wrote even a note here. It says, there's an identity crisis in the church as to our sonship, our daughtership. Look at 1 John 3. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world doesn't know us or understand us because it doesn't know him. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Isn't that something? Now are we the sons of God. He's saying right here on this earth. And he goes on to say, and it doesn't yet appear what we shall be when we go into heaven. We don't know what we'll be like. But look at this. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, or we shall see him as he is. Look in the middle of that verse after it says, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But then it says, but we know. That stood out when I, when I read this. And it's a knowing. You need to know. He's talking about sonship here. He's talking about you being a son, a child, a daughter. He's, he's bringing this up over and over again. And he uses the words, but we know. It's a knowing. And he's, he's saying, but we know that when he shall appear, because we're sons, because we're daughters, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And it even goes on to say, and every man, he means every person, that has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. It means we do live a pure life. I want to show you a picture of how sonship and daughtership came about. This is really something. I love this section of scripture. It's John 20. And it just keeps coming up in these podcasts. I just love it. So it's John 20, verse 11. And we're going to go on through about verse 17. And this is Mary Magdalene we're talking about here. In verse 11, it starts with saying, but Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping. And so as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? 
I love the way the angels do. They already know what's happened and they're just looking at her and they say, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? And supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. And look at this. This right here is a transition into sonship and daughtership right here. And Jesus continued to say, But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father and my God and your God. First of all, he called them brothers. And above all this, He's talking to Mary Magdalene, the first person to hear this. Talk about daughtership. And he's saying, I'm going to my father and your father. He was letting her know that she was a daughter of Almighty God. And then he said, and to my God and your God, he was letting her know that he was her God too. This is such an incredible and even stunning picture of the transition out of darkness into light and becoming sons and daughters. And we can't overlook it. So this is a beautiful case of seeing this woman, Mary Magdalene, at the tomb and she's discovering, one, that Jesus is not dead, he's alive. What an incredible moment that must have been. And then to hear these words, to tell them he's, he's going to his father and your father. Oh man, this is just something else. That ought to just put more than a hop in your stepbrothers and sisters. And it just shows that our sonship and daughtership is very, very deep. It was the first thing and message that he gave. He said, go to my brothers and say to them this very important thing that I'm going to my father and your father. It's the first thing he said. Talk about importance placed on sonship and daughtership. And I want to go on to move on to some other things. We are not in a state of condemnation. That's over. In fact, that's what happened in the death and resurrection of Jesus. He took the condemnation that would otherwise have been yours. And this is why he was saying to Mary Magdalene, my father, your father, my God, your God. This was the message he was sending out to the world. He took the condemnation. So Paul comes along in Romans 8. I want you to see this. The Apostle Paul in Romans 8 and 1. And he's, he's showing us there is therefore now No condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. We don't walk in condemnation. Earlier I said that we may have a a correction and chastening in our lives. The Lord will show you the 
parts of your life that need changing, just like any son or daughter in any family. You know, they're yelling or they get mad or they're doing this. The parents in that family will correct the children. This, yes, is part of our life. That's not condemnation, though. I think some people mix the two up. Condemnation means that you're, you're just not family anymore. You're not son and daughter anymore. And that will never happen when you're in Jesus. He will never leave you or forsake you. Even if you're not the most shining example of a Christian that ever lived. And don't aim low, brothers and sisters. Aim high. But the point still remains. That you're a son and you're a daughter and it remains. If Christ is in you, then you are family. My father, your father. So Jesus said, go to my brothers. I mean, that's a whole other topic. He referred to himself as a brother to us. He's the Lord. He's our brother. Uh, It's just amazing. In Romans 8 and 14, same chapter, there's a lot in this chapter about sonship. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And look at verse 15. So you have not received the Spirit that makes you Fearful as slaves. I'm I'm reading another translation with this particular verse uh, because it just shed a different light on it. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. What Paul is saying is here, when we received Christ, we didn't walk into a life where we were slaves and, and, and in bondage to fear. John told us there's no fear in love. This, it doesn't work that way. The Lord is not going to pound you into submission. You're a son, you're a daughter. And you walk freely in that state as sons and daughters. You're free as a son and a daughter. And you're accepted Many people walk around and feel that they are just last in line with God. He he barely accepts me. It's not true because he accepts you in Christ. I want to read something out of Ephesians 1, and and it starts at verse 5. Having predetermined us unto the adoption of children. See, in other words, God's plan was to adopt us as children by Jesus Christ to himself. And this was according to his good pleasure, his will, the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. And look at this, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved, meaning Jesus. We are accepted in Jesus. This is a powerful verse. It's saying he brought us in as children. It's a long sentence which Paul was known for, but it it was to say we were adopted. He had predetermined long ago that his plan was to adopt anyone who believed in him as a child. Through Jesus Christ, this was done. It was his good pleasure to do so. It was his will to do so. It shows his amazing grace in doing so. And he's saying, you are accepted. That's what this is saying. You're a You're a child of God, and you are accepted into the family of God. 
another version. Um, this is a very literal translation. It's called Young's Literal Translation. It's just another way of saying the very same verse. It says, Having foreordained us to the adoption of sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the pleasure of his goodwill, to the praise of the glory of his grace, in which he did make us accepted in the beloved. It's a beautiful verse. And he is our father. I want to end this by saying, God is your father. If you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're a boy, if you're a girl, any age, when you receive Jesus into your life, his father is your father. And he loves you and you are accepted. These verses show these things. But God is your father. And I'll tell you, any other thought that comes to you that says otherwise is a lie straight from hell. Reject it. Look at Galatians. This will be our last verse, and we're going to close with this. Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts. You see that? He sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. It means daddy, really. And it means father, my father. It's a family. Therefore, he goes on to say, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And therefore an heir through God. You've inherited so much. But the main thing we're talking about here, having inherited is your sonship and your daughtership. Rest in that place. Be sons. Be daughters. Walk freely in that place. Let go of your worries. Let go of your concerns. Let go of your religion. Forget that and be sons and daughters. And from that place, you will find and know love and joy and peace in every fruit of the Spirit. And you'll find healing in your heart and in your mind. And you won't walk around wincing every time you think about this big God up there that somehow is going to destroy you. No, you are a son. You are a daughter. And he will do everything that he does in order to keep you safe and sound and loved and pure and growing, and strong, and prosperous in the things that he has for you to do. Rest in your sonship. Know it, and rest in it. And I'm going to close right there. I'm going to let you go through those scriptures yourself, pray it through, spend time with this. This is not a luxury. This is a necessity. And stay with it for a while till you really get it in your hearts. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And we will be back again next week. God bless you.